The kingdom of God is as if someone would scatter seed on the ground and would sleep and rise night and day, and the seed would sprout and grow. He does not know how the earth produces itself, first the stalk, then the head, then the full grain in the head. When the grain is ripe, at once he goes in with his sickle because the harvest has come. He also said, with what can we compare the kingdom of God? Or what parable will we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, which, when sown upon the ground, is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. And yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs and puts forth large branches, so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. With many such parables, he spoke the words to them as they were able to hear it. He did not speak to them except in parables, but he explained everything in private to his disciples. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. Good morning. Our big question for today, as Pastor Beth said, is how do you give? And I just have to tell you about the quirkiest gift I think I ever received. You see, my cousins and I participated in a Christmas gift exchange well into our teens and 20s. We were from all ages and stages of life in all places, uh, parts of the country. And so when Christmas time was near and a cousin gift came in the mail, you never knew quite what it was going to be. Uh, and one year, I opened the mail and learned to my surprise that I had been gifted a goat. Well, not, not a goat for me, per se, but a goat for a family in a developing country. And I thought to myself, this is the most brilliant way to make an impact. You can feel amazing about giving and knowing exactly what your money is paying for. Be that a goat, a chicken, a piglet, or a share of a cow. I looked on the ELCA's Good Gifts website this year, and goats are going for about, 20, or about $50, sorry, which seems like a small price to pay for an animal that can survive the world's most challenging terrain, produce milk to feed families, and quickly reproduce. All of this leads me to ponder the question, how do I give? And what I have realized in my giving life is that I know I like to give when I know what I, what, what's coming out of what I'm giving. But how do we give collectively as a faith community to the mission and vision of Mount Olivet? And what does Jesus, our teacher, have for us in the two parables about the seeds this morning. Let me step back and talk a little bit about parables. Jesus always spoke to the crowds in parables, and they are, these parables are, seem to be simple, everyday stories about life, uh, meant to teach us lessons, but they are very difficult to untangle. This week, Jesus challenges us to imagine the secret of the kingdom of God, but the thing is that, as, uh, that more, the more one digs into one of the parables, the more of a puzzle it becomes. 
So for example, in today's parable, what exactly are the seeds of God's kingdom? Are they supposed to be our gifts of time, our gifts of talent, our gifts of money that will later be harvested? And if that's the case, why take the time to scatter our valuable seeds on the ground, like the parable reads, and then just be passive as the seeds sprout and grow? And the next question I have is why, when there are plenty of great and mighty-looking trees around, especially in Minnesota in the fall, should we picture the kingdom of God as a shrub? One translation of our text today says that Jesus was never without a parable, but when he was alone with his disciples, he went over everything, sorting out the tangles and untying the knots. I wish I could be alone with Jesus, just like one of the disciples, so he could put all the pieces together for me. But perhaps acknowledging our unease in not always knowing the big picture leads us somewhere important when it comes to our giving and our seeds. And that is we have to trust in God and the work of the Holy Spirit to make sense of it all. When we scatter our seeds of time and talent and money on the ground, we have to trust that God is always providing a way to grow our seeds into good grain. And so we can sleep and rise night and day going about our business, and while nobody is looking, the Holy Spirit is finding a way to make our seeds sprout and grow as it says, first the stem, and then the bud, and then the ripened grain to be harvested, but all in good time. We can neither hasten nor delay the work of the Holy Spirit. This, it turns out, is an important stewardship lesson for me. See, I'm a planner, and I'm a saver, and perhaps some of you are too. I am the one in our household who's in charge of our finances, and I take great pride in researching our purchases and our giving so carefully, and I like to understand exactly how each piece fits into my fi family's financial plan. When we pledge to church, I want to understand how our gift of money is being used. How will it impact the big picture? It turns out that giving money, for me at least, requires a little more faith that God is indeed in charge of the big picture. A beautiful illustration of this kind of trust comes in the story of an organization that we just began to partner with, Every Meal. Every Meal has become a large organization focusing on filling food gaps uh, for children um, who face uh, hunger on the weekends and extended breaks and during the summer. And they've become um, such a large organization now that they have a website and it's full of information about how they source their food, how communities can get involved, how to contribute, how much of one's donation translates into real food for real families um, at our partner site, Northport Elementary. 
and they make it really easy to see how much the, the money we invest in their mission can make a difference. But did you know that every meal came about when a small group of people from Mill City Church simply asked the principal of Sheridan School, how can we help? And the answer was provided to them. Will you help the hungry kids in our school? And so this small uh, effort began in 2010 by providing 27 kindergartners with one bag of food each weekend. Um, and I just wonder what those original funders and volunteers thought at that time. And we also um, moved in a similar direction with our work with KidPack. But could they, in their wildest dreams, have anticipated how the Spirit would be working in and through their small-scale gifts of time and money to create what is today an organization, Every Meal, that provides six million meals serving over 10,000 children across 400 locations in Minnesota? See, our small gifts grow into amazing and significant missions with God's help. Mill City Church's work and the work of all the people in the organizations that partnered with them along the way, they started small but grew in ways no one could have anticipated by the grace of God. And Mount Olivet's own work with KidPack over so many years, right? has now paved the way for us to help leverage what every meal has to offer to kids at uh, Northport Elementary and their families. Sometimes trusting that those small contributions of time and money and talent are really making a difference uh, is hard. We see our individual part but it's harder to see the big picture because the big picture is continually being revealed in God's time and on God's terms. How many of you have put together more than your fair share of puzzles during the pandemic? Have you ever tried to put a puzzle together without looking at the picture on the box as a guide? It's hard and frustrating, and I wonder if giving is a little bit like that. So when you put together a puzzle, you turn over the individual pieces, and you get all the edge pieces together, maybe, and you group them by color or shades or shapes, and you look for clues and themes, and you look to pick up subtle patterns, and you take a lot of breaks, and you come back at it with a fresh mind and a fresh heart. And maybe that is what stewardship in God's kingdom is like. We all have our puzzle pieces to lay down on the table. They're different sizes, shapes, colors, and textures, but they are all absolutely necessary to the big picture. And as we are giving our individual pieces and we're laying them down, fitting them together, our faith is engaged and our hearts are changed but we can't always see exactly what God is doing in our midst. But the good news is this, because God puts our pieces together. God uses each and every gift we offer to the church and to the world and puts them together with a power that is simply beyond our understanding. 
And so when we trust that the Holy Spirit is so very active in all of this, it frees us to give joyfully and to say yes and to co-create with God. And yes, to be held a little bit in suspense as the Spirit works with us to revitalize our mission and our ministry. You will notice that the big question for for today is not do you give, but how do you give? Because we are all giving in our own ways. And as we take time over the coming weeks to reflect on how we give, we offer thanks to each and every one of you for the beautiful ways and varied ways you give to the mission and vision of Mount Olivet. And thanks be to God who puts all our pieces together. Amen.